Hey, you're listening to the She Did That podcast, where we highlight women of color who embody leadership, empowerment, and commitment to their community through entrepreneurship and social action. Here's where ferocity, fun, and facts all live in harmony. So stay tuned because again, you're listening to the She Did That podcast. Hi, Candice. Hi, how are you? Great. How are you? I'm so good. Awesome. So welcome to She Did That. Welcome to the She Did That family season two. I'm so excited to have you. This is a great momentous occasion just because we have a connection like, you know, outside of the podcast and I've come to respect you and all that you have created for yourself. Please, Candice, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. So my name is Candice Chapman and I am a business and direct message sales coach. And so I help people confidently communicate their value on social media learn how to create a high ticket program or service that they can sell, launch it on live video, and then convert these clients through direct message conversations without the sales calls. Okay. So let me, let me, let's elaborate on that. I really want to dig into that. Give me an example of who this would be perfect for. I don't want to give like, you know, make you give a sales pitch, but like, I mean, no, of course. Yeah. Who would be your ideal client? Because I am helping women and men articulate their value of what they have to offer, I'm helping, you know, consultants, right? I'm helping virtual assistants, like the done-for-you service providers, like web developers, people offering services. I'm helping coaches, so mindset coaches, relationship coaches, health coaches, career coaches, right? If you have been offering some sort of service, even people like resume writers, and you're ready to like raise your rates, raise your prices, actually package something into like a high-ticket program, which is, you know, considered like a couple thousands of dollars, and sell that to individuals or even businesses then I can help you. So that is the type of people I'm helping. People who, you know, may have had a in-person business, brick and mortar, or they're on social media, but they're not really monetizing their passion, their expertise, and they really need help doing that and sort of like getting their services out there. And I'm helping them do that through, again, launching on live video, like talking about their services, that's what you've got to do, and having direct conversations with other people who may be potential clients. That's the power of social media. We're here to connect and talk to one another. True, true. All we have to do is really just connect and make sure that we're getting the most out of our experience with those relationships. And you create those relationships through what you specify in, which is the DMs and also the, like, you know, the video space, the video media space. Yes. And I really want to get into that because I think that, the direct message space, I think, is very daunting for people, whether it's like it's almost viewed as a kind of seedy place where people are either getting like unwarranted, like relationship inquiries yeah. <laughs> and like all of these other things. So like, please elaborate on how the DMs could be a, a much better place and a much like, you know, more productive. Ooh, girl, this is a loaded one, but such a good question. And especially for someone who's not familiar with, you know, using conversations to potentially like 
sell their services or themselves or whatever they have to offer. That can be very scary. You're absolutely right. And so I take it back to just thinking about social media as a whole, right? You may get on and find your friends and connect with them, your family members. That's great. But you're going to want to grow a following. I don't care if you're an influencer selling, you know, tea or a coach or whoever. You're not here to just have 20, 30, 40, 50 people in your following. You want more people to influence, to connect with. And so one, organically, of course, growing that social media platform is what you're going to do. But one of the best ways you're going to do that is through connecting with other people, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you just look at it as like, why are we on social media? To be social, <laughs> why? to connect with other people, right? And we take away the, the scariness of conversations and just look at it for connecting. I think that's the first step. Mm -hmm. um, and then secondly, I always approach DMs from a way of, hey, you need to connect. I'm not talking about, you know, DMing people in the first message. Uh, hey, here's my offer, buy it. Hey, here's my thing, buy it. I'm talking about building connections. And that is a long-term game. Mm -hmm. um, and even for me, I look at how I implement DMs. And since I've been in, in business, one of the first things I was doing is just telling people who I was, who I was, you know, what type of coach I was, um, you know, the value I wanted to either provide their audience or how I wanted to connect in some form and learn more about them, mm -hmm. right? It's really the start. And then from there, it would grow to something else. And of course, now I teach strategies on like how to effectively communicate and then sell your services. But I think if we just look at it as like a place to connect, a lot will be, um, a lot can happen for you, right? Again, mm -hmm. podcasts, I've gotten podcasts just by, by connecting with people. I've interviewed people, people have interviewed me. I've done guest speaking by just messaging people and getting to know them or them messaging me. And next you know, we're in a conversation. That's awesome. And honestly, like, I love the fact that people are so open to just having the conversation and to building that relationship. And, you know, I think that energies definitely connect and like attach themselves to each other. So then you can like really hit the ground running and like just exploring what each party can do for each other, which is awesome. And my thing is for the people who are a little bit more shy, the people who are like, you know, just bridging that gap of like, okay, let me just see this as a place for me to connect instead of right. for me to just you know, like just be a ghost follower or something for someone to just use as entertainment. Like, how do we start to unravel that? Yeah, I would say, again, it's like you mentioned, like not to be a ghost follower, not to keep working. So what's your intention? Like, why do you want to message someone? A lot of people do not actually have an intention. They're like, I don't know. I just thought I would message. That's your first problem, right? I think every connection should be in intentional or you're kind of wasting your time. And that's how we get into these surface level um, conversations that lack depth and real connection. And so I always tell people, whether you are trying to share your music and you're a you know, music producer or a recorder or whatever, or a coach, right? If you're gonna message people, actually have intention. And so if you've been following someone that you admire, Instead of just slamming the DMs, hey, I admire you, but like, why? Mm -hmm. And tell them a story. Tell them about a thing that they've posted that has, you know, impacted you, transformed your life. If you're looking to, you know, message people who have a larger following and presence to you. Um, if you're messaging peers, similar, right? People on your level in that way. Um, 
again, it starts with the connection, right? It's not about like, let me tell you how amazing I am. And that can come off as a little like pompous, like, okay. <laughs> oh, whoa. You gotta, I think with messaging in general, regardless of the intention, you have to have good judgment and discernment, right? Like, you know, not to be in Ovon's DMs, like, yo, I'm the best at this, like buy my stuff, really. Or if you don't know, you, you need to know. <laughs> and I get DMs like that all the time. And I'm like, whoa, you didn't even spell my name right. You don't even know anything about me, right? Um, and so I think it's like, read the room, understand like how you're going to people's DMs, act accordingly and know that not everyone will respond. And that's also okay, right? Because this is, you're going in someone's space and you're then expecting them and hoping them or hoping that they come to talk to you and not everyone will see it or has time, but that doesn't mean it's not a, that's a bad thing, right? I've gotten people to leave me on read and then like come back months later and be like, oh my God, I just saw this. So, you know, don't put your heart on the line and feel too bad if things don't go well or if people don't respond. I think that's another tip I have as well. But often more than not, if you follow someone and they're inspired by them or would love to be in their energy, you need to message them. They're not mind readers. This is like, this is what you would do on LinkedIn in the corporate world, right? Like coming from, coming from tech, like, okay, if I wanted to connect, I would follow people and then I would message them. And that's kind of the way you do it on LinkedIn. Like you're not really supposed to just keep following people, you know, like connect with them and actually create a network. Why not do the same thing on Instagram and Facebook? True, true. I mean, they're there to be social platforms and- right. That is exactly what LinkedIn was built for. And actually, that's what Facebook and Instagram were built for, too. So why not utilize them in the same way, especially knowing that it's more accessible and more, I think, I wouldn't say down to earth, but it's a little bit more casual on Facebook and in Instagram. So that really breaks down a barrier, you know, mm-hmm. like there's no expectation. So if you... Um, aren't the greatest at being like Mr. Professional, but you're really just genuinely interested in this person. You can just reach out and see what comes out of it. Absolutely. So my thing is though, because this is something new to me and it's very interesting and I would love to hear what your thoughts are because I was on my social media platform and I have a She Did That page and I have my own personal page. And another podcast like I, I knew this because I, my boyfriend got a, um, a, a, a request from another podcast and mm-hmm. like, I was like, how did they even know? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm guessing that people skim other people's followers and then follow people that follow those pages. Yeah, and, absolutely. And okay. So is that a practice that usually happens and like, you know, that's perfectly Okay. Is that good protocol? I don't know. Let me t- tell me. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with skimming other people's followers and following them. It's about connecting. And if you're like, oh, I like this account, you're going to want to find more accounts like that. The other thing is, particularly with Instagram, like that's also kind of how they push accounts to you. Hey, you followed this account, so let me show you more. So it could be someone actually doing that themselves and going to find other people who follow that same person or Instagram I ask all of my followers how they found me. It's mm-hmm. good data. And so sometimes they tell me exactly the hashtag. They tell me the explore page. They tell me the friend that recommended me shared my story. Or they even say like Instagram recommended me to you from a similar account. There you go. 
You know what? That is a brilliant idea. And honestly, especially for business owners who are getting like, you know, followers from yep. people that they might not necessarily might not necessarily know from their own network to like just peer in and say, Oh, hey, how did you find me? And just see what their response is. I think that's a really great point that you can find a lot of good data that way. Oh yes. And I'm like, oh, this is good to know that people are searching DM sales coach, right? Or like, ooh, the, my profile is one of the few that have that in there. Or they're finding me this way. This is great. These videos are working, right? People are sharing my content. That's amazing. And I think that's a just a brilliant tip. So yeah, let me, I'm trying to think about how when you're in this space and you're trying to like, you know, build the building blocks of mm -hmm. a good, solid relationship. And like, you know, w just how you even just pour yourself into that. Like, how do you, once you cross that path of, hey, let me get to know you and this person gets to know them. How do you bridge that gap without giving too much of yourself? I think that there are a lot of people who are afraid of social media because of the like, you know, stigma of giving too much of themselves, you know? Mm. And I think that there are a lot of people who let that hold them back from the connections that they, they could be possibly making. So. Ooh, that's a good question. So I got a couple answers to that. <laughs> One that may not, people may not like, but if you have a lot of things you're trying to overcome and emotions of I can't give too much or concerns, challenges, fears, you may not need to be on social media. You may want to heal those traumas, challenges before you get on. Like something I really noticed and not to uh, diverge the topic too much, but a lot of people could really use some support and therapy and really work on themselves before they be trying become entrepreneurs and get on social media. It's just the truth because they bring all that into their business and then they cannot function. So that's the first thing. Really check in with yourself because if we're talking about building connections to create something for yourself that you can monetize and make money off of, right? Not just for fun. Um, that's going to require a certain commitment. It's going to require a certain mindset. And so a lot of people may not be ready for what that looks like. And because entrepreneurship is not easy. Anyone told you that? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> and so that's the first thing. Check in with where you are mentally and in the stage of your life. Um, and then once you feel like, okay, I can really do this. I'm ready. And I'm going to take the commitment. I, I would say one, know that everything is not, everything does not have to be so personal and emotionally involved to build something amazing for yourself. I used to feel like I had to pour, 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 pour in to every conversation, everything to be successful, right? As if like my time and energy, uh, giving so much directly related to like my amount of success, but that's a belief. Right? That's, a, that's a thing within me, which is not true. It doesn't have to be true. So that's something I had to realize. And so when it comes to conversations as a whole, you got to have boundaries. Like, and you can't let anyone feel bad, make you feel bad for those boundaries. That's the key. Because people can easily say, oh, yeah, I got boundaries. But they're like, but I felt bad, so I responded. If I don't want to talk at a certain time, I'm not responding to my DMs. You know, I think it's kind of rude to leave people on red forever, days and days and days, but sometimes it does happen. It's life. Um, and I will also tell people, hey, I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm having a great conversation with you, but it's actually getting late, so I'm going to log off. 
I think that's also something we can do as people. Like, just let the other person know what your boundary is or what's going on. Most people be like, okay, cool. So, you know, people will take, 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 take. Many people will if you allow them, but you've got to learn to cut them off. Um, and so in terms of building relationships and pouring in, I think, again, it's like, what's the energy exchanged? I don't think you need to go out of your way to mess with someone every day if you're trying to build a relationship. But at the same time, like, you also want to know, well, what is in it for that other person? I know you maybe want to build this relationship, especially for me. I really want to, part of it is strategic. What I'm doing is very strategic. And I'm, I'm, I love building relationships with people who have larger audiences than me, more following than me, you know, more whatever than me, because that helps me grow my business. It just does. Right. And so I'm thinking, well, you know, they, they genuinely like me as a person, but you know, well, what is it, what's in it for them? And how can we just kind of match that same energy? But I don't think that means you have to like give all of your time on social media or be in a conversation all the time. And I think that is a very valid point that you don't have to be there all the time and you can set boundaries and make everything that you do intentional, clear, making sure that everything is aligning the way that you want it to align so that you're not giving too much of yourself and giving too much of an energy that doesn't naturally come to you. Cause there are some right. people who are like, I love to be online. I love delving myself. Like this is my personal diary. Like this is right <laughs> where I am. And then there are some people who don't feel that same type of way. And, and that's okay. Right. And I'm like, find your people, find your community who's similar to you. Like I love being in my DMS. I love talking. I can talk to you all the day. Like not the same person, but you know, I can wake up and get in my DMS at night. So I even I have to remind myself, like, okay, Candace, get offline, stop talking to people. <laughs> but again, not everyone's like that. So I have to also respect that and know, like, I tell people, because I know who I am, I think that's a big part of business and life in general. Know who you are, have that level of self-awareness. So when I'm in conversations, connecting with people, mm-hmm. potential clients, friends, whoever, partnerships, I will say, you know, excuse me if I come across you know, super excited, or, you know, if I talk too much, like, let me know if, and also feel free not to always respond if I keep talking. Like, I just tell people, whatever it is, right? Whatever the context is. So people will know, like, okay, this girl, ooh, yeah, she likes to talk. And they're like, oh, good, me too. Or like, oh, I'm that's good to know, right? Set the expectations and be yourself. True, true. There's nothing better than being yourself in any arena. Just be yourself, but also know your limits. Like, you know, be aware, read the room. Like you said, that's how you can bridge that gap and make it the best experience for you and the other person. Definitely believe in that. So in this space of not letting social media take over your entire life, how do you see, like, do you think that posts are like, how do you, like you, uh, I I need a recollect myself but the posts that you post versus the dms that you are creating relationships with people like i feel like you have to have a balance of both to make sure that you can get people in so that they can see what you're about and Mm -hmm. then take it even further in the dms absolutely well you know because this is my business and i am specifically you know selling my services on social media Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, I started out with not much content and conversations 
And that's great and took me very far, but also at some point you gotta say, how many conversations are I gonna have, right? People need to also learn about me through my content and then be inspired to take action to work with me. So absolutely, I think, you know, I never give a number because life is, business is not like, oh, I really, you know, people say 80, 20 rules and all that other stuff. Mm, I don't know. It comes in seasons and, and stages. So if you want to say about 50, 50, that would be a good baseline as a whole, right? Conversations, content, but you have to look at your data. Like for me, certain seasons of life, I don't message anyone or, well, I actually am not the one messaging my clients anymore. They come to me, but that's because I built up content. So if it's like, okay, you have to know if you want people to come to you and say, how can I buy your stuff, work with you? You do have to put up content, of course. Um, now, I still message people to get on their podcast, to collaborate, guest speaking, paid speaking, all of that. But I'm not really messaging potential clients anymore unless they're like lurking on my um, stories and never respond. I'm like, you watch everything. So let's see what's up. Let me say hello. Outside of my like intro message of, everyone who follows me, like, how'd you find me? How are you? Great like that, right? So yeah, I think it should be like, you know, like, look at your data. If everyone's coming to you and they're finding you through content, like, that would tell you to do more of what's working. If your content is not working for you and you're not getting interest in whatever you are offering, serving, I don't care if you have a podcast, you probably need to work on that content and then you should continue those conversations until you start to master your messaging. It is in the messaging. People find me, they binge watch my videos mainly. Live video is key here. I don't care what you're selling. Like a product, get on live video. Your service, your coaching, get on live video. Your book, get on live video. We need to see it. We want to hear it. We want to see your experience. People find my live videos and they're like, I binge watched you for one whole day. And then I decided to buy your ticket, your, your high ticket program. Like that's powerful for someone to find me in one day and then hand over their money I'm blessed right so you got to do both that's huge for someone to say I love your content so much I'm gonna binge watch it like it's a Netflix series and I'm going to make that purchase it's almost like you know in like you know certain industries especially in like marketing there's the seven touch rule where like you know you have the seven touches before someone wants to buy something it's almost like that's happening without you even having to be super engrossed in it, which is such a powerful thing, like you said. Yeah, I would say like, I do think, you know, most of my customers need to see me a while before they decide to buy. But there's also, I'd probably say like 30% of my audience who finds me the same day, same week, and they message me or apply after seeing my content. And they're like, yeah, I need to know how you are helping people sell because you're doing it well. I need to know how you are be closing clients and dms because you've got me hooked <laughs> I'm, I'm in right mm-hmm. um and so this is why it's like if you only had conversations how are you gonna build up that content to get people to continuously see what you are about who you are and what you're selling or you know trying to monetize mm-hmm. and that i'm glad you said that because that's a perfect segue i have a lot of people who are you know small businesses they're not necessarily like you know marketing majors or something where they're in the industry so they can know how to exactly track their trajectory especially Mm -hmm. in the social media space so that they can expand their following and get more engagement um do you have any tips as to how people can look at what they've got 
and make it better. I know with yourself, you know, you did the IG live videos and all of those things. And then now you're getting into TikTok and all of those things. Like what triggers that response to be like, okay, I need to get into that. Like how? Oh, good question. Process? So first of all, I come from a marketing, social media, sales background. So to look at me and say, I see you do all these things. Let me go try to do it. Right. Or if mm -hmm. someone were to say that it's not a fair observation mm -hmm. because I'm always on looking at things in my data and don't have done this for a while. Right. And so mm -hmm. that's one tip first or like thing to know just because you see everyone else doing it does not mean go emulate. You don't know the behind the scenes. You don't know their team. You don't know their spin. You don't know their background. <laughs> and especially if you don't have background in any of that, the first step I would say is one, are you even showing up on social media consistently? Let's just take it back to the basics as if you don't know all the strategies. If the answer is no, that's your first mistake. I am, unless I'm taking a break and I'm off. And even then I usually post like you need to be on social media, Instagram, Facebook. They don't, they don't, they punish people who don't get on social media. They're not going to show your content to people. So the more you're on, they love that. They're more, they're going to want to put their stuff out to the world. So at least three to four times a week, come on now, figure it out. Right. I'm on pretty much every day. Um, and that doesn't mean posting new content every day. So that's the first step. What's the consistency of your content on stories, feed, whatever medium you're posting, okay? Even this goes for LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn's a little different in terms of how much you have to post, but predominantly Instagram, Facebook. And then the second thing is, you don't have to be a marketing wizard to then go look at the analytics of these platforms. You can go on Instagram and look at your little activity and insights and just go and see how many likes, shares, saves, comments, what's my reach. Obviously, then higher the numbers, something's working out for you. So look at, from all the things you've posted, what seemed to be doing pretty well. Chances are you should post more of that, right? But here's the thing, that, that's like my second tip. Like just go look at what you're posting and just try to, try to gain some, some insights about that and see, right? I think that's pretty easy to do without having a background. And if you don't know how, Google, YouTube, that's what I did when I didn't know things. Okay, guys? <laughs> and then the next step or tip I would say would be hire, right? I can't tell you, even coming from a sales marketing background, all of these great things, how long I needed support in different areas of my life and business. And I was like, oh, I can just do it myself or I'll oh, figure it out. I just try to Google forever. There is a time and place for YouTubing and Googling things. But when you're trying to monetize a business and you have no experience in that, I don't recommend Googling your way to success. It's going to take a long time. Likely going to make a lot of mistakes and <laughs> it's probably not going to work out. And I'm just not afraid to invest. So I, you know, I've invested over $38,000 this year in myself, wow. my business from different strategic business coaches and different funnels and, and, and tactics to mindset coaching to life coaching to like branding and storytelling coaching and consulting whatever you want to call it and so it's like you want people to buy your thing your money or spend money on you but then you won't spend it on yourself to get the help because that takes you there faster right i can't imagine where i would be if i was like let me wait on figuring out how i could hire they didn't teach me that in school how to hire no. Yeah, I could Google it. I could read a book, but I could also hire a hiring specialist who's done it like 50 million times and making a lot of money doing it, right? Like, boom, did that, right? So these are some of the, the, the tips I have for people. It's like, 
yeah, you can Google and, and you should know some basic stuff because you're the business owner, take responsibility. But at the same time, find a community and find support. If you need help, get help. There you go. And it's more efficient that way. Like, absolutely. Especially in the time of business, like time is money and you want to make sure that you're spending your time in the most productive and fruitful way possible. So I definitely do believe that working with a coach just saves or even just like you know hiring someone yeah hiring someone to do something for you that's the other thing too like yes i i get coaches to support me on specific topics tasks and like just overall coaching me to be great um but then also yes if you want to outsource things and you know you need help or don't know how to do it that's a great idea you know i have outsourced things from like getting my website done i don't have the time nor do i want to do it i know how actually but i don't want to you know, virtual assistants, um, like community engagement for my, 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 my communities and Facebook groups and all of the things like if you've got the money to hire. I think the saying you got to spend money to make money is true. It is. You don't have to maybe spend a ton if, you, but you do like put some skin in the game. You went to college, you had to spend money on that, right? Like you spend money to get a job and get your outfits together and like present yourself. You get your hair done. You have to spend money. You spend money. <laughs> Exactly. It's an investment into yourself, you know, like, even if it's mm -hmm. like, oh, I got to put my nails together so that like, you know, I know that I'm going to be talking with my hands. So like, you know, people want to, yep. you know, like those little types of things. It's all in the details in terms of just nitpicking what you want to spend your money on and when so that you can actually get the benefits that you need. And sometimes like, you know, if you don't have the money to do it, prioritization is really key if you absolutely say, like i don't need to do this right now but i know that it's something that i want to do you can build a plan for that and just absolutely like, build a plan mm -hmm. i always say like i spent so many years questioning my when i was a life coach at the time my life coaching business oh who's gonna know me i'm young i'm this i'm that i don't have the experience i'm not certified whatever the reasons are i spent years you know psyching myself out to not do it like at this point you know and I know people do the same thing it's like when's the time gonna be for you to take your business seriously when is that time gonna come it has to come if you're gonna be involved if you're really gonna do it and now because I know what it's like to second guess procrastinate have all the self self-doubt when I'm coaching my clients to monetize their passions I'm like it's almost like life or death here are you going to choose to live and, and make this passion profitable or keep bullshitting part of my language, right? Because you just have to look at it like that. We all have a lot of busy things in our lives. We're in a pandemic, you know, kids, whatever. It's always something, but I don't care. You have to figure it out because I did. You know, I'm actually writing a post now. Um, this will already be up on my page when this comes out, but I'm writing a little post on my social media about this whole topic. I'm like, listen, I started my business as a life coach, junior year in college, working 15 to 25 hours a week in my internship, working, um, taking 18 credits in school. And on the weekends, I was doing Instacart to make extra money. Oh, and by the way, I was doing Airbnb at the same time. I figured it out. I was like, I, I got to do it. Right. When I decided that the time was now, I did it. So I was real busy, real tired, figured it out. That's what you got to do. It is what you got to do. And I really do want to point out that, like, I mean, 
you are young and like below 25 still, right? Yeah. Just turned 24 on November 27th. (laughs) Exactly. And I love the fact that you have such a tenacity to just go for it. And like, I really do want to bring it back to, because you did say that like, you know, when you were a life coach and like, you know, all of those types of things, what was your journey? Because I know that entrepreneurship isn't a linear path. Like, how did you grow? How did you evolve? Where did you come from? Like, where did this mindset come from? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I think that's the beauty of my story. Like, people expect me and they see me like, wow, you just have it figured out. You just became successful. Girl, no. Okay, so I would just say as a whole, I always knew I wanted to like, create my own thing. I've come from creative background and family and uh, my parents always let me do everything, play a new instrument, try a new sport, just do the thing. So I feel like that freedom as a kid to have a safe space to try things is valuable. Because think about it, a lot of us are afraid to try things because we don't come from families who have done that or made that space for us. And they think, oh, what you're doing is silly. My parents let me do whatever. It's a blessing and a curse. So that allowed me to be really into the creative world. And so, you know, I was in like seventh grade with a pickle business. I'm telling you making, you know, like $40, $50 a week. And my parents would buy bulk pickles and I would cut them in force and sell them. Now that is some arbitrage right there, selling pickles for like a dollar. Anyway, right? So it's like, that's one of my stories of like coming into this whole idea of, I can make money selling things. <laughs> I didn't even know I could make money selling my services and like me as a person back then it was like products and things I was like wow and I was like seventh grade and then in high school I was like this is I'm pretty good at like selling things and connecting with people and getting them to buy like wow I'm pretty good at this so I did a cupcake business all the way through high school cupcake and brownies and that was very successful I mean that paid for my other passion which was singing lessons that paid for a lot of different things I was up at night every every evening after school making batches of cupcakes and everything. My family would help sometimes. Um, got to the point where the principal was actually like, Candace, you're going to have to donate back to the school. You're making a lot of money. And I'm like, what? But why would I do that? Why, why would I do that? <laughs> so again, like my ability to just go for it has been there, but it always hasn't worked out. That's the key, right? I'm telling you some great successful things. Then I went on to do like, professional makeup which was great and I was good at it but I didn't love it and so because I didn't love it I didn't really make much money you know and I did photography and I was like "Mm, yeah I went to performing arts school in high school for this but I don't love it right or I I don't have the consistency the discipline right I've tried so many things and so I think that has been a part of the journey and then I realized a lot of these things oh I did Amazon FBA spent thousands of dollars on that product and then my business partner quit me and that didn't go so well right so in all these stories there's risk there's me putting myself out there which is I know scary for a lot of people not knowing if it's going to work and that's entrepreneurship but it's also like you owe it to yourself to try whatever it is and I don't care if it's silly (laughs) like I'm gonna go sell pickles right or like I'm gonna go sell Amazon products right um and it wasn't until I realized I've been trying a lot of things the last like several years, some great, some not. And for me personally, the decision to get into coaching is what I realized of all the things I love to do. I love to talk. 
shocker. <laughs> I love to help. I love to give advice. This is why I was also a nursing major before I switched to business. Because I was like, I love to help. I think that's what I want to do. I realized not in that way. And I can honestly make more as a coach than a nurse. Sorry. <laughs> the potential is there. Um, and so I said, wow. I've had a crazy a life, you know, like from my mother passing away when I was young, my dad having cancer and taking care of him and just all of these things I've tried and just, I feel like I've lived three lives. Why can't I help people with their life? Who's to tell me I can't? A lot of people. <laughs> and that was the journey. I said, wow, I had just recently broken up with, uh, my, with my, my boyfriend that not, I thought, you know, we were gonna get married. <laughs> doesn't every person in their like one of their first serious relationships um and I had just quit my hair business with uh, my cousin that was not working out as a partnership and I was like oh my god I'm good at so many things but it's just not working out my life is miserable like I might as well just try this life coaching thing <laughs> like I've you know I've, I've I've done so much in my life like I'm having a low point why can't I share that journey and just relate to people so that's what I did I got on Instagram and I started posting about my life, recent breakup, you know, coming into myself, finding my passion. It wasn't even like, let me give you all the advice because I know all the answers. It was like, let me take you along the journey. I think that's key, right? Like a lot of people are like, feel like they have to have already arrived at the end destination to be successful. No, I've been taking people along the journey since day one. And those who then find value in what I have to say, and now my credibility and like years of doing this, like, boom right so that's been the thing for me and then life coaching turned into like mindset coaching and that turned into manifestation coaching and that turns like high performing coaching and then business business coaching and now you know niche down so it's been a journey if you if you heard that story right like it's crazy oh i can't hear you Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and honestly, I do think that because um, you have been able to grow through so much, you've been able to like, you know, learn about what flexibility and like, I love that you've taken that notion from when you were a child and you had that safe space to create or to like, you know, do whatever you wanted to do to try new things. You've kind of taken that into adulthood. And yes. like, you know, you, you might feel a little bit down about it, but it, you don't let it get you down permanently. Which Absolutely. Is and I think everybody should be trying new things. I don't care how old you are. I've helped people in their 60s, 50s, 40s, 30s, my age, younger. Like you need to be figuring out what the heck you really want to do in this life. If not, like it's really not worth living to me. It's really not. And I think that's also a big reason why I just go for all the things because I've seen my mom like be so grateful for the life she did have and slowly losing it as she was passing away from a lot of complications with kidney failure and things of that nature. And I was like, oh no, like I gotta live. Even if it's hard, even if I don't know what I'm doing, there's gonna be years of probably ups and downs and depression and all the things, but it's just gonna come and I'm gonna just take it head on. And I know a lot of people cannot be that tenacious, but I think you do have to realize like you have a life out, like even when you're going through some shit to keep going. And that's the same thing with entrepreneurship. And I think that's also why I have this resiliency because it is not easy. 
like just this year, you know, I was working in tech and I was doing well and I had um, moved up from sales to them building out the marketing department right under the CEO and things were going phenomenally. Then COVID hit and they were like, we're getting rid of the marketing department, Candace. You can go back to like your first job and they wanted to demote me. And I knew it was going downhill. I knew my time was coming probably. And so I started looking for other jobs. I didn't expect to get laid off as soon as I did. And I got laid off during COVID. And that's just another like example of like life giving me a bucket of nasty lemons. Okay. And I did not expect that. I would expect it to keep working my full-time job while I was building my business. And I said, what could I do with this? Like, I can either let this really like ruin me for the year or I can go find another job or I can go full time as I've been building up my business and I've, I've got, you know, I can, I can afford to do that. What, what do I really want to do? And in that moment I had to figure out and, and quiet all the noise and what everyone was telling me, everybody told me to go find another job, everybody and their mother. They're like, get, get right to it. They were even like, Oh, so you're going to start job, job hunting tomorrow. And I was like, yeah. And <laughs> I realized a few days later after being laid off, no, no, I'm going to go full time. And that's crazy in a pandemic, probably, right? The most uncertain time. Um, but I just think back, it comes from the core of like, I bet on me and I weather the storm, whether it's hard or not, and I can figure it out or I can, I can go find a job if I need to, if something happens or whoever, right? Ask somebody for help, whatever I need to do, I can figure it out. And I think that is the type of energy you have to bring to entrepreneurship. It doesn't have to be that drastic of like, you know, I'm going to figure it out and like go work at the dollar store. But hey, when you have a passion, you have a passion. And so I've been full time and it's, it's been a blessing of being able to go full time in my business um, since the pandemic and actually watching it explode and like the ups and downs of that as a whole. And, and so my advice to anyone listening, if you're trying to embark on finding your passion journey or taking your business seriously it's almost a requirement to kind of flip the script on what I mean by that so I was working in tech for a workforce analytics company like the largest workforce analytics company and they focused on helping people or corporations I should say <laughs> fortune 500 companies like find workers and place them into the right jobs and the right rates and the locations a lot of like temporary work contracting like freelancing work Working for that type of company and realizing that the economy is almost more than 75% contract work, temp work, freelance work, meaning people have side gigs and things of that nature. It's almost required of you at this day and age to have a side hustle, side gig, because your full-time job is really not as full-time as you think it is. Hello. And just the dynamic of the economy, people are shifting from job to job to job. You know, like 30, 20 years ago, you'd probably stay in your job for like, that was your one job or your parents probably had one study job their whole life or maybe two. Right now, look at us, us millennials. And, 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 you know, we go from like one year, two year, a job, next job, next job. That's the thing. So when you think about it that way, if you don't have a side hustle or side passion while you're like working that job, you never know what can happen. And secondly, who doesn't want second income? Who doesn't? So it's like, take it seriously, take it seriously. And I'm glad I did in my junior year of college because I would not be where I'm at today. I would not be able to be full-time. And I think that's just, you, like, it was subtle, but I think that's even a message in and of itself, that if you have an idea and you think that you're too young or you think that, like, you know, it's not the time because you're in college or you're in high school, go for it. It is the time. It is the time. It is the time because you know what? Like, 
those passions that you kind of neglect for any of those other reasons because of this, that, or the third becomes something that you might regret when you get older and you might not have the time to do it or it just keeps on lingering in your mind. Just go for it. Like if anything, you're just building experience and like, it's just. I want to tell you a quick little story, if you don't mind, just to share, like people are out here making money. Like my, my, my last job, the CEO, his daughter is like 13 already entrepreneur and she was selling slime on Etsy and this girl was making like 16,000 a month and she was like do I need to go to college but like slime selling slime on Etsy 16k and she had I think he invested like a thousand in her to help her get the business started and she was running this business so I'm just like we're not why are we putting age into any of this if you have a product or service and the market wants it people will pay you for it figure out how to make money and get get people to buy it that's what you need to be thinking of so it's like age is really not a thing race is not a thing what you look like is not a thing i mean no i mean let me phrase that carefully it doesn't have to define your success in um you know what you're selling right um yeah so things matter <laughs> black lives matter okay <laughs> hello so i just have to say that like when i found out she was doing that i was like dang that's what i'm talking about right so i thought that was that story was just wild That is wild. There are a lot of people who like, you know, I love when parents, I love when people just support youth and just going for what they want to do in life. And just like, you know, the, the possibilities are endless out here. And if it's something that can possibly like, you would think slime, like so many people will probably be like, why would you want to sell that? Like, exactly. It's the man that make. 16k right (laughs) college about to be paid for hello and that's why I just think that like you know I that's why I said it was a subtle message but like you know take the time and just do it and just squeeze it in there it'll be such a learning experience it'll be something that you can just say that you've done and you don't have to feel like you have well you will live life with regrets or anything like that um absolutely yeah and I guess you kind of capped it off but I really want you to just revisit it before we start to close this out um any other lasting advice for women entrepreneurs who are out here and they're trying to just put two and two together because they have a passion and a dream that they want to achieve yes Put two and two together, we'll give you four. Do it on your own. Two and two together with the coach will give you six, okay? Not just made that up. But seriously, like, get help. Especially us Black women. Like, there are not, we don't all come from backgrounds where it was just, like, told to us, known to us, privy to us. Like, get help. Um, whether that's, again, therapy, whether that's a coach. Um, and, you know, honestly, if you resonated with this podcast, reach out to me. I am taking on clients to help people monetize and package their services and price it correctly, market it on social media, and sell it through conversations and live video. And you can find me on Instagram at Candace Chapman underscore or www.candacechapman.com. Like, I can even help you find someone else if I'm not the right fit. To be honest, I typically don't help product-based businesses, right? Like, if you got to sell services and, like, coaching programs, packages, services like that. But... I, I can point you in the right direction. I've been in this space. I've built up community and connections. No one should be going through this along, uh, um, alone. Whether you have a lot of money to spend and you're ready to go all in or you don't, like you can find some help. And so if you need that, 
that space, some support, some guidance, just reach out to me. Awesome. Thank you. You definitely, you took it away, Candice. You yes. took it away. Yes. It's been so great. It's been amazing. And fun fact, Candice was my coach through a program that I was in. And if it were not for her, she did that would not be a thing. She told me every week or every month, she was like, <laughs> Nika, go do something with yourself. Like, <laughs> right? Like, figure it out. And it took me some time to figure it out. But I mean, you I are. needed that cheerleader. I needed that, like, you know, accountability partner. I needed that person to bring me to where I am. So I am so grateful for Candace. And I vouch for all of her, her services. Like, hit her up. I guarantee you, you will not regret it. She turns out results. So yes. thank you, Candice. You did that, okay? <laughs> You're going to continue to do that. So I am such a supporter. Um, thank you for joining us with us today. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I appreciate it so much. Don't forget to rate and review. I love hearing your feedback for sure. If you want to see more coming from this platform and community, please consider making a contribution at buymeacoffee.com slash she did that. Also, follow me on Instagram and Facebook at she did that pod for more goodies as well.